Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Ben. And we are here to bring you the news, notes, and opinions from around the NFL. Trade deadline coming up. I think there's a trade that needs to be made. Carson Wentz to the local grocery store? No, 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 no. I think Melvin Gordon needs to be traded. To who? Buffalo? Because they don't have a running back that they can rely on. Since, they, the, since Singletary hasn't been able to stay on the field, and uh, Frank Gore is what Frank Gore is. Well, Frank Gore is going to play until he's 90. Clearly. So, and Devin Singletary, that, that's, that's, you're going to tag him with the injury-prone label after he pulls a hamstring his rookie season? I mean, it, it's not like this is four or five seasons worth of consistent injuries. I, I know. Mean, Gives him a running back that they can rely on. I mean, I th- the kind of guy you can rely on to fumble the ball twice on the goal line yeah. with half a yard to go. Yeah, yeah they can they can find that anywhere. Regardless, even if it's not Buffalo, I think I think they can still trade him and garner themselves either a second-round pick or third, fourth-round pick, like combo. I could see but, a third or fourth. I think the way he's played and carried himself, I don't think a second round pick is possible right now. Well, I think they can if they give them if they give a team that window to sign him to a contract extension. But the problem is now is each each day that passes, there's not much of a window that can happen because we're now less than a week from the trading deadline. Yeah, I don't even think if they were to do that, they're going to find a trading partner. Honestly. I mean, no one's going to give up high picks for him yeah. w- without that window, right? Because they're they're not going to trade for him as a rental and then let him walk after the season. A- and he hasn't performed. I mean, I think realis- realistically, mm-hmm. the last few seasons he's fit great in that scheme, right? He didn't forget how to play football during the holdout. He stayed in shape. He practiced. I know there's. Nothing is the same as actually being on the field, taking the reps in-game. But still, Melvin Gordon didn't forget how to play football. Melvin Gordon just isn't as good as the Chargers' offense makes him look. I think at this point you need to, you need to get what you can out of him as far as you need to get a second-round pick or you need to get a potential high, high third with a fourth-round pick because if you let him – if you just take keep him and – you're not going to get anything for him. You might as well just keep him. And you're going to get a third-round comp- compensatory pick, which is between sandwiched between third and fourth round. You might as well do that if you're not going to get what I think they should be able to get for him. So see if you can get the deal because if you can't, you, you're going – like if someone offers you a fourth round and a seventh round, bag on that because that's a bad deal. Yeah, it's a terrible trade for him, yeah. Like I the minimum I would I would take for him is a third and a fourth cuz now you're getting an extra pick on top of the pick that you were already going to get anyway. Right. But I think I think you can if you give him that window, you can get a team to give you surrender you a second round pick. Jalen Ramsey went for a first and a fourth. Tunsil went for multiple picks. Multiple first round picks. Like you, you, there's there's options out there. Garen Conley went for a third round pick. And Jadavion Clowney went for a fourth. Right, what a world we live stunning. in. Stunning. What a world we live in. Ahmed Sanu went to went for a second round pick. Now, albeit he has an extra year on his deal. Yeah, I think that year I didn't think the extra year made that second 
round pick yeah more acceptable if it was second round pick for a rental no way that's why i'm saying if you get that window and if you don't get that window and you can get a third and a fourth i think it's a deal to be made you have so many players you have rivers schofield hunter henry up for contracts like unrestricted free agents and you got austin eckler who is a restricted free agent next year well he'll be back with the team for sure and you want you want to get him an extension, a longer extension, because what happens if Melvin Gordon's gone? We already know he's gone next. He's not playing for Chargers next year, right? Eh. I think he's. Go- I don't think he's playing for the Chargers. And you want to sign Eckler to a contract extension before next year, because if he plays out the entire year on a restricted deal, that number for that running back is going to be larger. Because- Doesn't he have a fifth year next year? Who? Melvin Gordon? He is on his fifth year. This is his fifth this year. This is his fifth year. Okay. He's on a... F- I did that math entirely wrong then, because no, for whatever reason, I thought this was his fourth year. No, and it's his, his fifth. Still. Yeah. He's what got- if they franchise him? He won't sign it. He said he's never holding out again. That's Melvin Gordon's own words. I, he's, he's, I don't think he'll sign it. I think he'll pull off. I think he'll see what Le'Veon did. and I know they're different players, but he'll see what Le'Veon did, and he'll say, I can do that too. Not to say it's right or it's, it's correct, because he's not the player that Le'Veon Bell is, but I think if you can get a second or a three and a four together, it's worth it, especially because I think he's not going to be a Charger next year. I don't think he'll be a Charger next year either, and please don't misunderstand what I'm saying when I said I don't. I think he thought he was better than he was, and he fit really good in that system. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm saying he needs the right system. There are some players who are just like Saquon Barkley can go anywhere. Oh, absolutely. And he's going to be an animal. Zeke, Zeke can uh, go anywhere. Zeke, Kamara, those <laughs> guys are going to go in any system and perform. Gordon is not on their level. No, he is a very good running back, right? And good receiver out of the backfield, but he's not the player those guys are. He needs that system to fit his playing style. He can't be the focal point because, like it or not, you can say, oh, he's the focal point on the Chargers offense. No, he's not. Keenan Allen is. Keenan Allen and, and Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And when it's when it's at its peak, it has a tight end, which was supposed to be Hunter Henry transitioning from Antonio Gates. Right. Having that, that three, essentially three-headed monster of Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Melvin Gordon taking you into the future with an aging – Philip Rivers, who maybe would take a reduction, but I don't know where you're at now. Philip Rivers can't take a reduction. He's got 17 kids. Yes. That's a lot of college tuition. There's no way that guy can take a reduction in salary. Well, he might have to if he wants to stay with the Chargers. Yeah. I, I just don't think they're going to pay a 39-year-old quarterback X number of dollars on top of everything, everyone else they have to pay because they're going to have to give Hunter Henry, regardless of his injury history, he's going to want he's going to want some kind of pay increase from what he's making, and you're going to have to sign Eckler to a reasonable contract before he has an, a year that he could potentially have, like he showed for a nice little uh, nice little period before Melvin came back, because otherwise he's going to want eleven, twelve million a year, Austin Eckler. You want to pay that to Austin Eckler? If he keeps playing the way he's played, yes. Well, then you're not gonna. You need someone. You need someone to start coming down because you got to. You got to manage the money somehow. And that defense, 
Would you say that defense is average? Yeah, but they also have some very good players that are injured right yeah. now that will be back. I think you got to. I think you got to get what you can out of Alvin Gordon now, so you have some assets, draft assets, so that you can a potentially make some deals or b supplant some uh, players that you need to let go of, so you can get a cheaper value. Here's the thing: as much as they've struggled this year, they're still potentially a wild card team. And yes. I don't think they want to trade away a guy who's done what Melvin Gordon has done in the past because they're looking at that going, we can get that from him again. And if we can get the right matchups in the playoffs, we have a chance to make a run. I don't believe they do, but that's probably what they're thinking. That's probably what they're thinking, yeah. And do you want to have a guy with the capability in your system to do what Melvin Gordon can do? Or do you want a potential fourth-round pick that may pan out to be nothing? We talked about this last episode mm-hmm. with the would you trade – uh, would you trade Von Miller? And it's yeah. Let's 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 just go trade happy. We have a good player, and we're a bad team, so let's trade away everybody. I know that's not what you were saying, mm-hmm. but let's trade away everybody who's good for picks. Yay, picks! Okay, great. How many first round picks actually pan out to be superstars? Not a lot. No. You have just as many mid to late round players that end up being something special. I mean, sure, you everybody you have your your surefire. Well, that that guy was a hit. That guy was great. That guy was what he was supposed to be. You get your Peyton Mannings. Yeah. Your first overall pick who ends up winning multiple Super Bowls, and he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. And then you have Ryan Leaf. And then, exactly, the guy drafted right behind him who, if you don't know anything about Ryan Leaf, Google it. It's, it's an entertaining read. Now, from players who might or should be traded to mm-hmm. player who was traded. Michael Bennett was traded today. Shocking. He seemed to be working out so well in New England. I think I did call it. You did. You did call that one. I didn't call it to Dallas, though. I didn't. I didn't quite know where he would go, but he went for a seventh round pick with the possibility of getting an upgrade to a sixth round pick. The de- details are yeah. They're for some reason we're now like five hours from him being traded, and there's still yet to be any details on. What the escalator is. Yeah, nobody knows how he goes from a 7th to a 6th. We think it has something to do with if it's a full moon or what the you know barometric pressure is or something right. like that, depending on the day he was traded. Or the mood that Jerry Jones is yeah, in at that Yeah, the Jerry time. Jones is in. Anything's possible right now because we don't know. All I know is it was due because his snaps just kept decreasing. Uh, the only reason why it was at 0 like I suggest, is because he was suspended. He was suspended, yeah. <laughs> but before that, it was just it, it was closing in on on single digit snaps, and it just wasn't fitting into the scheme of the defense. It really is incredible too. A player with his level of talent and ability, who still has a lot to offer, just could not grasp what they wanted him to do, or wasn't willing to. Maybe he could have. Maybe he just wasn't willing to. And then. I think it's more the latter, honestly. He didn't want to. No. He got his money. He wanted. To, he got his money. He wanted to be the star player. Right. He didn't want to be essentially a guy who was uh, being taking up two offensive linemen so the linebackers could do what they've been doing all he year. Didn't want, he didn't want a two-gap. Yeah. What he, he, wanted, wanted he wanted to be the star. He didn't want to be the role player, even though he got his money. He wanted to be that guy in Seattle who everyone else was taking up the blocks, and then – he was getting his pass rush and getting his sacks mm-hmm. that he wanted. He's not. He's not. Bill thought he could turn him into something. 
and he quickly realized that he wasn't going to be able. I I think he thought he was going to be able to get him to be that pseudo hybrid outside linebacker, but he clearly probably couldn't cover at all. So if you can't cover as a hybrid outside linebacker, what are you going to do? Well, you're not going to play. I know Michael Bennett's going to do. He's going to not try to adapt his play style and then make passive aggressive comments when asked about it. Yep. And, and it's a, just just be pissy in general. Yeah. Act like they didn't talk to him about this before he got there. Like they clearly there's did. no way with the game plan and how meticulous Bill Belichick is. He didn't sit down with Michael Bennett and say, "Hey, look, this is what we want you to do." There's no way. He, there's no way Michael Bennett didn't talk to his brother Martellus, who right. was a Patriot and won a Super Bowl with them, I believe, against Seattle. Yeah. And there's no way he didn't talk to him and say, "This is what the Patriots do. This is the Patriot way." I know that's a that's a commonly used term, but I mean, the reality of it is they have a certain way of doing things. Yeah. There's like no it way. Or not, it, like it or not, it works for them. So Bennett was all high on coming in, and he was all happy to be there and everything. And then it was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be, like, the star player I was in Seattle. No. Forget it. I don't want to do this. I'm not adjusting my play style. They're going to pay me anyways. I got my guarantee. Right. I just don't think when they gave him that raise with guaranteed money that Bill didn't say, hey, by the way, this is what we're planning on seeing you do. In this scheme. Oh, it didn't even make it that far. There's no way he didn't know before the trade was even finalized. He knew. Of course he knew. And yet, and yet, he went into training camp, OTAs, preseason, trying to tr- them trying to fit him into their defense. And it came clear that by the end of training, uh, by the end of uh, preseason, it wasn't going to work. And you just saw the snaps each and every week. Just go down, go down, go down. Because Bill and Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick all see how the defense was performing. But you also see how the defense just got better and better and better each week. And his snaps just went down and down and down. That's the defense. If you can't cover as an outside linebacker hybrid, then they're not going to see it. That's why Chase Vinovich is getting snaps. That's why you're seeing Van Noy and Jamie Collins and Hightower on the outside. Sometimes you're seeing Van Noy. You're seeing Shalik Calhoun, who was drafted by the Raiders years ago for like the third or fourth round, and yet he's getting snaps. Yeah. More snaps, I would guess, than Bennett was getting. He couldn't handle what he thinks, not what I think, what he thinks are lesser players than him, and he wasn't going to stand for it, and he wasn't going to curtail to what Bill and Gerard and, and Steve Belichick wanted the defense to be. At the end of the day, Michael Bennett is a very talented, yet, I don't want to say egotistical. He has this air of, I know more than you, I'm better than you. I don't know what it is. Something about the way the guy talks and carries himself, and he's a very good player. And in the right scheme, he in the right scheme it works for him. It just wasn't it wasn't right for him in New England. Right. He hasn't been doing anything, and they've still been doing what right. they're doing. I don't know. If I'm Michael Bennett, I, I look at it and say, "Hey, can I adjust my playing style even for a year? Play within the system. Maybe even enjoy winning. Who knows? Maybe. And because the guy is, is a competitor, I right. think he wants to win. I think so too. But he, he pretty much essentially plays or lack of plays, he's way out of New England. Right. 
to go to a team that looked like they were dynamic the first three games of the season and then, and then looked just putrid the next three games of the season. And then they beat up on the Eagles on Sunday. Who knows who the Cowboys really are? So you're going to say, wow, we can I can be on a team that's a real Super Bowl contender and, you know, kind of play my part and, and, and just get another ring before I retire. Right. And then go and do whatever you want, get your contract, go somewhere where you can just run for the quarterback 40 or, times a game. Or he probably is going to retire. Or I'm going to go play in Dallas where, oh, yeah, maybe we'll be. Do you see him being. Can you see him being eight and eight and winning? Maybe we'll be nine and seven, ten and six, and get to the playoffs. But we're not going to beat the New Orleans. We're not. I don't even think they'll be. I don't even think the Cowboys will beat the Rams. Yeah, if 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 I'm just doing it off the top of my head, not the Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey Rams. Right, they're not beating the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks. No, not, not beating, beating Seattle. They're not beating Green Bay. If Detroit's in, uh, it'll be a fight. They could they could beat them, but they also could lose to them. Like there's just too many teams above them outside of their division. There's too many teams that are just better than them. San Francisco, San Francisco would smoke just like Seattle, L.A. could do. Just like Green Bay, like the only competi- like the only team that they potentially could beat at this point. If we're looking at this point right now, Detroit would probably be the team that they would battle best with. Well, let's talk about that because you just brought up some teams that are definitely going to be contenders. You yeah. brought up the Saints, the Seahawks. What about the less fortunate half of the league? The teams that are battling for that final spot, final two spots maybe, the wild cards. Right. So I'll look at I'll look at just the, the last spot because it's interesting. In the AFC, Houston's got the number six spot right now. I don't know how they're not better. It's confusing, really. Uh, but they have it. Semi-secure. I mean, they're fighting with Indy. They're only behind them because they have an extra loss because they haven't had their bye yet. So it's percentage points right now that Indy's ahead of Houston. But I think I think you can agree Houston, uh, Indianapolis is built right now and looking like a stronger contender to win that division. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that for sure. I mean, with that offensive line, the receiving receivers they have, the tight ends, the running back. Brissett has been a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, and you look at Houston; they have a top quarterback. Yeah, which they is, have. I I believe personally, in my opinion, to be the best receiver in the game, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. But then who? Looking at the four teams, I think Houston right now they're they're number six. I think they hold serve. They have by far the best quarterback out of Houston, Jacksonville, Oakland, Tennessee. Oh, I don't sleep on Minshew Magic. Uh, I like Minshew. Yeah, no, I, I my, agree with you. I agree. Watson's so, far better. So just going down the list, Jacksonville, my issue is, is their defense. Which, they, they didn't how have, weird is that to say? Right. I didn't, and they didn't have a choice. They had to trade Jalen Ramsey, but they traded Jalen Ramsey. So by default, after that one game where they kind of played up facing Tennessee, they've just been getting shredded every week. And I just don't think it's going to change. It is so – I know I just said that, but it is so weird to see Jacksonville just getting torched on defense. Right. Three seasons ago, went into Foxborough in the AFC Championship game and came within like two minutes of beating the Patriots and holding them to three points. Right. I mean, and now they're going to be a bottom-of-the-barrel defense again? Yeah. that That's incredible to me. I talk about talk about not being able to maintain, 
you know, your, your personnel and manage your personnel and your structure within your organization. Do you want a blueprint on how not to manage a dominant unit and keep them together? Right. Look at how the Jacksonville Jaguars have dismantled their own defense over the last three seasons. And it's ridiculous because you look at it, who's running the operation? Tom Coughlin. He's got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, guy knows what he's doing apparently, but... <laughs> but yet, it seems like he, there's now a disconnect. Maybe he just hasn't kept up with the times. And Doug Marone's kind of an old school kind of coach. So I'm guessing he's not really in line with the younger kids nowadays either. So, And Bill Belichick has changed with the times. Doug Peterson's pl- Doug Peterson played in the 90s. So he's kind of like knows about that old school kind of feel of the game, yet he changes with the times. Andy Reid's been around forever, yet he's been able to change and evolve his game. If you're not able to do that, you're not going to be long for this league. And it's clear as day, Jacksonville's kind of taking that slide. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you don't think the cons are going to look at that and say, you went from almost beating the Patriots a few seasons later, you're at the bottom of the league? Yeah. Something has to change and besides Jalen Ramsey. Oakland, I don't know if I need to get into Oakland. They're just awful. And they traded their number one corner, so now they're even worse. As well as their number one defender and number one receiver. Right, they're just they're just bad. They're just getting by because they have some soft spots in their schedule. But in the end, they're going to be a six and ten, seven and nine team. And I think it won't seven be, and nine, eight and eight. I think that's possible for. But that won't be good enough to make the playoffs. No, and, and if they do make the playoffs, they're not beating anybody. Right, and then to finish it off. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, I they just bad at quarterback. They just went to Tannehill, and I just don't think it's enough. And we know how unreliable Derrick Henry is. I mean, they have a great defense. I don't think it's upper echelon, like top tier. It's not like Minnesota, San Francisco, uh, New England. But see, I almost slipped up on Jacksonville putting up up in that, and they're not. Yeah. That's how used to how right. used to Jacksonville being a dominant defense we are. Uh, but Tennessee, it's just it's just inconsistency on offense is not going to produce much. Like they got a fumble recovery on the goal line to win last week against the Chargers. Are you going to be? Are you going to face teams consistently like that to win? I don't think so. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge believer in. Tennessee. However, I think if there's one of those three teams between Jacksonville, Oakland, and Tennessee yeah. that could challenge Houston for that final spot, I think it's Tennessee. Oh, yes. With that defense, and I think Ryan Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback in the right situation. There are good receivers. Nobody great. We don't we don't know what A.J. Brown is totally yet. Right. But Corey Davis, the guy Delaney, with Delaney Tajay Walker. Sharp, Delaney, Delaney Walker. Walker these are good football players. I just need someone who can throw it to them. They even have, believe it or not, they still have Deion Lewis. Yeah. I know he's in witness protection, but they do have him. Yeah. He's hiding there somewhere. They have him under contract. I mean, they could use him. So so the, the one thing that helps Tennessee is that the last two of the last three weeks of the season, it's Houston. Home, and the last game's away. So they have a division rival that they're playing twice in the last three weeks of the season? Yes. That's crazy. That's a weird schedule. And sandwich the Saints in between that. Yeah, oh, good luck there. That last two, that, those last two meetings, Texas, Texans, it'll be huge. 
But and I can decide this the six pick uh, six wild card spot. Yeah, for sure. But I just think I think Houston at that point will be able to put their foot down and say we have this spot before they even get there. That's what I think. Uh, what do you think of the NFC chances since Minnesota is currently owning that six spot? Well, I see. You know, you have the the Panthers, the Rams. The Bears and the Vikings here, potential contenders. Carolina and L.A., the Panthers and Rams of of those four teams are the biggest threats. I don't believe, although he's had a resurgence the last couple of weeks, that Kirk Cousins is all of a sudden turned into a top-tier quarterback. As we're sitting here now, we have the Thursday night game on between the Vikings and the Redskins, and Cousins has been okay, hasn't done a lot. It's Cook. Yeah, it's the Dalvin Cook show, which it should be. I'm just—I don't know. They have a very—they have a very good defense. I don't see them beating a team like the Rams in the playoffs. Now, other teams on that list: yeah. Chicago, no. Just no. If Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback, no. There's no, nothing. no. Matt Nagy has no idea to use his running backs. First of all, correct. I'm going to trade Jordan Howard, and then we're going to draft David Montgomery, and we're going to not use him now. Tommy Davis. Yes, and we're going to use everybody as inefficiently as possible. They still can't use Terry Cohen correctly. No. And I feel bad for Allen Robinson because he goes from Blake Bortles to <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. I know he had some other quarterbacks in there in between, yeah. but this guy is an incredible talent who's still putting up numbers, and you have to wonder what he'd be doing if he had a competent quarterback. Uh, if you can only hope. But, I'm, I'm, I mean, any... As good as the Bears' defense is, the Raiders went into, well, not into, they were in London. But the Raiders ran all over them. They have not been what they were earlier in the year. In fairness, they're on the field constantly because their offense is atrocious and cannot stay on the field to maintain a drive. That's the problem. So they're stuck on the field three-quarters of the game. I don't care how good you are. I don't care what team you are, what defense you are, how much talent you have. If you cannot get a breather and you cannot get off the field, you're not going to be as good as you could be. Whether it's New England, whether it's San Fran, whether it's, you know, funny, the two undefeated teams have incredible defenses. Go figure that one out. Mm-hmm. If roles were reversed and those defenses were on the field for 40 or 45 minutes out of the game instead of their offenses, they wouldn't be the number one to two ranked defense in the league. They'd be down near the bottom because right. they'd be so exhausted they'd be giving up big plays. If you flipped Tom Brady and Mitchell Trubisky, the records would be flipped too. If you flipped Ryan Tannehill and Mitchell Trubisky... I don't know. Ryan Tannehill is a far superior quarterback to Mitchell Trubisky. They're not light years apart. Oh, yeah. Tannehill lost his job in Miami. In Miami, because we all see how great that their organization structured, right? True, true. Yeah, that's act- that's the bad, blueprint. Bad example. Miami's that's bad the example. blueprint. Yeah. Sorry, Miami's a bad example. Carolina, what's your thoughts on Carolina? I know you love that running back. I mean, the Carolina Christian McCaffrey's are a phenomenal team. Kyle Allen's been very, very good. Yeah. If you had told me at the beginning of the year that when Cam Newton came back from injury, Kyle Allen had played that good and there'd be a quarterback controversy, I'd be pretty impressed because right. the kid really came out of nowhere and has really made the Panthers think about their future. I mean, six months ago, that would have been unthinkable. Cam Newton was the guy and that was it. And unfortunately right now, if you're in, a, if you're in Carolina and you're on Sports Talk Radio, you're talking about Kyle Allen, the future. And as painful as it might be to say goodbye to Cam Newton, you might have to because if he's not functioning the uh, with the offense and Kyle Allen is, you got to move on and go with the guy that's working. I'm a fan of Cam Newton, not so much his hats and scarves. 
I kind of like him. Well, to each their own. He doesn't, you know, whatever. Not hurt anybody. I mean, if that's the worst thing he does, then go for it. I'm just, you know, not for me. I couldn't rock him. So, you know. so if you had to pick one and say that one is going to be the number six seed, which one is it? If I had to pick one between the Panthers, one. Rams, Bears, and the, Vikings. No, and the Vikings, yep. I'm going with the L.A. Rams. That defense is only going to get better with Ramsey, and that offense is not going to play teams. I can shut them down every week. Until they face San Francisco in the playoffs again. Well, we'll see. Here's the thing with San Francisco. Remember how bad their defense was last year? Yeah. I mean, it, it's same with New England. As much as, as a Patriots fan, I'm enjoying watching this. Let's see how this defense does when you got Patrick Mahomes on the field when you're playing Kansas City, when you're playing other teams that have very high playoff expectations. I mean, I'm not saying they won't do well, but Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold was. He's not going to be scared. So, your pick of your four teams was Houston? See, I picked the Rams. You know what those two teams have in common? What's that? They have players they can bank on. Is that so? Do you have players you can bank on, Ben? God, I hope so this week. Yeah, I'd hope so, considering it's time for Bank or Tank. All right. I'm excited. I wouldn't be. You do awful at this. You did, no, you know, no, no, no. I had really... a good week two weeks ago, and then I had a bad week this past you week. Really I had bad. A bad. Really bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was atrocious. I know. I just like continuing to tell you how bad it was. I know. It's fun for me. I think this week, I think I'll improve this week. I got some good options. I didn't go on a huge risk at quarterback. For my bank, I went with Deshaun Watson. He's facing Oakland this week. Oakland was bad on defense. Bad in the passing passing but defense. They had that really good pass rush like three weeks ago. It was one week against Chicago. And as we pointed John out, Gruden many... Was so happy. We, we point out many times when we go across the pond to London. It's opposite land. Right. Like, for years, Jacksonville. That's why Jacksonville has such a, a following in London. For years, it would literally be only Jacksonville going, and they would kick the crap out of anybody they If missed. they moved the Jaguars to London, they'd win, like, nine Super Bowls in a row. Yeah. And they'd sell out every, state, every time at home. They'd sell out. Because for some reason... London loves the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey. Takes all I guess. As you say, two each their own. Um, and three road games, the Oakland Raiders have given them up an average of 33 points. And it's a road game. Well, I told you we were going to talk about him later on in the show. Yep. You rolled your eyes. I did. And I don't care. My bank quarterback this week is... Mr. Ryan Tannehill, God. quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. I threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm, he's not hes not a world beater. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's a solid quarterback on an offense that has some good options. Really good young receiver and yep. A.J. Brown. A guy who has never really had a guy to throw to him. Two guys, actually. Never had a guy to really throw to them with Tannehill's ability. And those words just sound funny coming out of my mouth. They do. Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, two really highly touted guys out of college who never really panned out with Marcus Mariota. I think he's a much more solid passer. He does have some mobility. 
but he's more likely to actually just drop back and pass. His, his game is more his passing game is more refined than Mariota. Absolutely, Mariota. Ever since he came out of college, has just been trying to rely on his ability to run. Yeah, and we saw that got him either injured or four and twelve. You know, he, yeah. I trust Tannehill. I'm not saying he's going to go 400 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. But if you're looking for a solid 250 and two, you can you can bank on him for that. He can be a solid quarterback. He's not going to kill your team. He's not going to win you a week, but he's not going to kill your team. All right, Ben, who you got for running back? I'm going to go out of limb here. I have faith in him. I do. I'd hope so, considering you just said he's your bank player. Who is it? Uh, David Montgomery. I know. We've been down this road we many... We just discussed Matt Nagy. I know, I know. And we've been down this road many, many a time. And many, many a times, I have picked David Montgomery for my bank player. And many, many times, what has he done? He's... But... trubisky But... I have faith in him. He's facing. Glad the, you do. He's facing coach the, doesn't. He's facing the Chargers at home. Chargers are without. Now this is as of today. Two defensive tackles haven't been practicing, and one defensive tackle is limited. Uh, Melvin Ingram, outside linebacker, is limited. Thomas Davis, middle linebacker, is not practicing. So they just they just don't have enough. I don't think there's enough there for the Chargers to stop. David Montgomery, and if Montgomery can just decide not to put the ball on the ground, he won't get pulled and benched. But I think I think he'll be having a substantial game, and I think he'll put one in the end zone. So who are you, who are you taking for your bank running back? Okay, this is not a stretch as far as player talent goes. Okay, but considering the situation they're going to find themselves in, yes, not exactly an enviable situation. My bank running back is going to be Christian McCaffrey. Interesting. I know I know he's been a stud all year. He's killed it. He's number one ranked running back. He's going up against the 49ers defense, however. Not only is he going against the 49ers defense, obviously, because he plays for the same team, his quarterback is as well. Yes. A lot of McCaffrey does have some big rushing games, but a lot of his uh, stats, numbers, production comes from passing game on the backfield. I think he'll be fine. I think San Fran's going to put pressure on Kyle Allen. He's going to have not a great game. But McCaffrey has proved time and time again the Panthers can be absolutely atrocious, and they can lose 35-14, to 14, but he's going to have 180 total yards and two touchdowns. That's possible. He's the guy. He's the only one. And, I mean, that's like a super- far inferior Browns team with Nick Chubb, who's an incredible running back, but he's not Christian McCaffrey yet. Put up respectable numbers a few weeks ago against San Fran because the offense ran through him. Yes. I have every faith that McCaffrey can get you everything he's projected to get you and more. Do not be afraid. Everyone's going to start him anyways. Right. Nobody's going to put Christian McCaffrey on the bench. I'm just saying I'm willing to go out on a limb and say I'm, I'm going to tell you, pick him as my bank running back. Yeah. I'm so sure he's going to be able to do it. Uh, don't 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 get scared. Don't be afraid. He's going to win your week. A ninety percent chance that they're going to perform to their projection, and then some. That that week two matchup against the Bucks, yeah. McCaffrey got like six points. That was the game that Cam Newton ended up leading to Cam Newton being out. Right. That was just the whole game script script was thrown off. Right, and and if you look at it, it's pretty consistent throughout when quarterbacks are thrown in mid game. They're, they don't really perform well. Look at Teddy when he got thrown into his game when uh, Drew got injured. He didn't do good, 
But then he came out the next week. Hasn't lost since, same as Kyle Allen. Right. Like, like what they did, what Washington did tonight. To my, you know, I, I stated it multiple times. If they threw him out against Miami, and just started him from there, he might be good. Okay, he might be okay right now. But you keep throwing him in mid games. He's not going to be productive because you're not getting the practice time. You're not getting the reps. Yep. It's like Patrick Mahomes is not going to play this weekend. He's getting second team reps. To be stupid. Well, I went over my reason what they should do with Mahomes last last game last episode, but it'd be stupid to put him out there because he's been getting second team reps. So my bank receiver, it's an interesting one. We'll be the judge of that. Preston Wilson Williams, sorry. Preston Williams with the Miami Dolphins. Okay. I'm going to need an explanation for this one. Okay. <clears throat> Pittsburgh's entire defense is middle of the road. Like, right. statistically, it's all middle of the road. And nothing, and it doesn't help with the quarterback situation, as we pointed out earlier. Um, but Preston's been getting, averaging four catches and seven point five targets a game. And he's... He had one clunker against, um, God, who was it? I'm trying to think. Oh, it was against Pittsburgh. He had, uh, Pittsburgh? No, not Pittsburgh. He's, I don't remember who. There, he had one clunker against the team earlier in the season. But even against Lee Talent. So New England, he got four for 63. Buffalo, you would say Travis White is a top five corner. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they have other top-level uh, defensive backs, yes. and their, their front seven's not nothing to shake a stick at. He had six for 82. And the only touchdown he has is game one against Miami, which we know that was garbage time. So, factoring... He scored a touchdown against himself? No, he, he scored a touchdown. I saw one touchdown against Baltimore. Miami. You said he scored a touchdown against Miami. I'm sorry. He scored a touchdown <laughs> against Baltimore. Yeah, carried away. That's all right. You're, you're on a roll. You're on a roll. It's fine. I was on a roll. So, <clears throat> to my point, one, he's talented enough to get the catches, the targets and the catches. And two, as we've seen, Miami just keeps playing garbage, garbage time at the end of the games because they're getting blown out. With the exception of facing Washington, which... We know, as we've seen tonight, Washington is bad. Bad. So, I'm banking on him to do what he should produce tonight, uh, this weekend. Well, he's going to be terrible. You know who isn't going to be terrible? Who's that? My bank receiver, Robert Woods of the Los Angeles Rams. Good choice. I still almost say St. Louis every time. I don't blame you. Los Angeles Rams. Facing the Bengals, yep. the winless Bengals, who, I mean, their defense isn't their weakest point, but it's certainly not dominant either. No. Cooper Cup is still going to have a great game because he's Cooper Cup. But enough attention is going to be on Cup and Gurley if he plays and, you know, uh, Cooks. Cooks. I always forget Cooks. 
I almost called him Brooks. So does so does Jared Goff. Sometimes. I almost called him Brooks. I don't know what I'm talking. What's going on here? Maybe you're thinking of uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Great movie. But Robert Woods is good enough, even if he does have the primary cornerback on him, and he is the defense's focal point. He's good enough to still produce. And you face a team as mediocre as the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh not, God. Yeah, yeah. He's he's going to have a good game. If you, if don't don't be. I mean, I don't know why you'd look at the Bengals and be scared, anyways. But don't be afraid to start Robert Woods this week. Now that just that defense is bad. Yeah, secondary is all right. Okay, compared to the rest of the team. Yeah, but to your point, if you can't stop people, yeah, you stay on the field. Even the greatest defense is still going to get. And they'll be able to run the ball. Yeah. And which open up a passing game, and Robert Woods can catch anywhere on the field. Plus, he doesn't, he doesn't have to catch one or two different different routes. He can catch anywhere on the field. Plus, each each one, um, well, at least Cooks and, and Woods, and maybe sometimes Cup, they're good for getting one double reverse end around jet sweep a game. At least one of them. So. And they like to do it with Robert Woods, so I get. I would venture he would get at least one carry, and who knows what he could turn it into. Well, it's time to go to tank, Chris. Yeah, went to the positive. Now it's time to go to the negative. Yeah. Speaking of negative, zero and three last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to try to be better this week, though. If they had a banker tank list for podcast hosts, you would be on someone's tank list. I, last I definitely, week. I definitely would be. Yeah. Shame. Absolutely. Shame. And they would have nailed it. Should have the uh, lady from Game of Thrones behind me. Shame. Shame. Yeah. Shame on you. Shame. Yeah. So I'm going to go quarterback. I'm going to play off your bank player. Okay. Kyle Allen. Okay. Yeah. He's going to get – he's in it. He's just going to get – like, this is going to be his wake-up call to say, here's an elite defense. Here's where your talent – here's where your abilities are. And it's not going to be good enough. He's just going to get shut down. They have a dominant defense. They're second second against pass per game, uh, points per game. And they're first in passing. Only, only the Patriots are better points per game. And the Patriots have been ungodly in points per game. But San Francisco has just been clipping off crazy yeah. defensive performances. Nate Bowles, the past, he's legit. He's yeah. a real deal. Uh, they have a lead front seven, and the last three opponents against San Francisco, 100 yards or less. Wow. Now, I know last week was an ugly game because of the weather, but even before that, the two games before that, it was either 100 yards or less. I don't I don't see the kid getting – it's not going to be successful. So, like, your point, CMC can still get his – Kyle's not going to get his. No, probably not. I, and I, I, I hate to tell you this. If you got the receivers, you're lucky it's only a two-team bye week, so there's other options. But it's your clear Kyle on just for this week. Who are you looking at, Chris? Well, I'm looking at the guy who's going to be looking at the ground an awful lot, or up from the ground an awful lot. Yeah, who's that? Baker Mayfield. The guy... Cannot handle being blitzed right. or rushed right. in any fashion. He takes the snap. He rolls out to the right. 
and either gets tackled or throws it incomplete 40 yards downfield. And now he's going to go into Gillette, one of the hardest places in the league to play against that Patriots defense who loves to blitz and mix things up. He is going to be in over his head, and he is going to have a terrible day. Stay as far away from him as you possibly can. Isn't Halloween next week? Yeah, well, the boogeymen are coming for him. Oof. And we thought Darnold saw the ghost on yeah. Monday Night Football? Oof. Yeah, well, Bradford's going to be right there with them. Maybe they can start a support group after this game. They should. There's a, there's a lot of quarterbacks this year that can, can be part of that support group because nobody's had success. Speaking of unsuccessful, continue your bank your uh, your tank list. Oh, gee, thanks. I appreciate the confidence, by the way. We're competing here. I want you to lose. That's true. I want you to lose too. And unfortunately, we want these players to lose. But I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay, Philip Den- Lindsay. Uh, back from Denver. They're facing the Colts in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Uh, they're actually middle of the road defensively. Their stats are middle of the road. But I think that's a, a mirage because I think they played better the past few weeks, especially that performance against Kansas City. I don't know about that one, man. Philip Lindsay has been really good majority of the season, and then you take him out of my eye and put him indoors. I beg to differ. He's been really good. His He's had one, one game where if you took away his touchdown, which he's had three or four games with touchdowns. There's one of them where if you take away that touchdown, his stats are good enough to give him flex up, op- uh, be a flex option. You take away mm-hmm. touchdowns, and I get if you take away touchdowns from everybody. If could have, would have, should have. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you take away touchdowns from all his other performances. If you take away 400 it's, it's, passing it's touchdowns from Tom Brady's Joe Flacco, it, it's still he's still not good enough, and his his touches are inconsistent at this point. Well. And his problem is. As you point out, I know he's your favorite player in the world. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco is yeah. garbage. And he is that's, not helping them. That's Lindsay. not a good day. And the Colts, what the Colts did against Patrick Mahomes, they're probably going to do even worse against Joe Flacco. And if you can't pass the ball for the Denver Broncos, then what are the, what are the Colts going to do? They're going to load the box. They're going to shut down Philip Lindsay. Joe Flacco's not going to see anything except – the flat of his back. I should, yeah, I should kind of add in the disclaimer there. Lindsay has been good in spite of Joe Flacco. Like, as good as you could expect from him in that situation. So, yeah, I don't know. I think okay. you, take him, you take him out a mile high and let you me, put him on the turf. Let me add one little thing. Colts defense has given up four rushing touchdowns. Two of them came in the first two weeks. Okay. So, to the point, if he doesn't get a touchdown, his stats are not good. All right. So, which which fabulous running back are you going to tank on? I am going to tank on Devonta Freeman. Ooh. In Atlanta, which doesn't seem to mean anything anymore. Against the Seahawks, who are getting better. Have Jadavion Clowney. Still have some good linebackers. Solid defense. Not the Legion of Boom anymore, but the solid defense. They're solid. He's not going to have Matt Ryan, more Hmm. than likely. 
He, he didn't practice today. Yeah. So he's not going to have him. And, I mean, Freeman may just decide to try to punch somebody again three minutes into the game and get thrown out. That's a possibility. So you never know with him. But did you he's see, been inconsistent as it is. Did you see last week? Yeah. Oh, you saw last week? That's what I'm talking him about. Lifted up, lifted up by oh, Aaron yeah. Donald? Oof. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's embarrassing. Aaron Donald's a monster. That is true. But they're at the same height. Yeah, well. <laughs> but Aaron Donald's a beast. Yeah. Sorry, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but I'm trying to think of some kind of comparison. I can't really think of a good one, so I'm just going to keep going. But Aaron Donald is is not. He's he's more more. He's much more people than Devonta Freeman. That's true. He's that's a clean way of saying. Yeah, that. he's a monster. He's a his arms are the size of Devonta Freeman. And Devonta Freeman's a pretty you know pretty cut dude too. Yeah. But Aaron Donald is a whole he's another beast. Level. I mean. I've never really been a Devonta Freeman believer anyways. He had that one really, really great season. and Yes, he did. After that, it's been either injured or sporadic moments or games of, oh, well, he's going to break out now. That was a pretty halfway decent game from Devonta Freeman. Oh, get ready. Here it comes. And it never comes. Never. Not only that, I believe Edo Smith is, her, is out right now as well. Yeah. So the guy who could kind of interchanges him a little bit, isn't there. So <laughs> what happens to a guy who's already inconsistent and injury-prone when he has to carry the load more than he would normally have to? Yeah, this is going to work out well. Uh, yeah. Against Seattle? They're not playing Miami. They're playing Seattle. Right. They're not playing the Redskins. Playing Seattle. And you got to subtract one more weapon because Sanu's now in New England. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So now whatever whoever's in there playing quarterback – it's going to have less options. And you just made it easier for Seattle to defend. Yeah. When they don't need help with that, they're already good as it is. So, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not rounding into a good good weekend for Devontae Freeman. No. I hope everyone who I play is starting Devontae Freeman. That would be a good move? Yeah, it would be a great move for, that, for, for me, for my chance to win. For theirs, not so much, but I'm trying to beat them, so who cares? So, I'm going to play off your tank quarterback and go with. Odell Beckham Jr. for wide receiver. And unfortunately, he kind of spat my face two weeks ago when I picked him for a tank and he didn't tank. But I have more faith this week because he's going against New England. What does New England do? They take away your first option. Yeah. And lately, they've been taking away all options, but I will, I will, we'll just keep it to they take away the first option. Now, you can, you can debate... Is the first option Chubb or Odell Beckham Jr.? It should be Chubb. But Freddie Kitchens and, and Baker probably want to think Odell's the first option. Literally, they're now literally finding ways to get him the ball. They're forcing him to run the ball. They're doing passes with him. They're doing double reverses, what have you. But they're going to shut him down. For, for one, Patriots are, have 18 interceptions. Wrap your head around that. They have 18 interceptions. Baker leads the NFL with 11 interceptions. So I'm fairly certain that... So you're saying he's going to get 400 yards and five touchdowns? No. Oh. I'm saying Odell is going to get shut down because Baker is going to increase his interception total, and it's going to parallel with the Patriots increasing their interception total. Hmm. 
Uh, Baker has a 56% completion percentage. The Patriots defense has a 50% completion percentage against. Everything sets to Baker having a bad game, to have your tank be successful, and Odell getting shut down. Because the Patriots, there's one player who got 100 yards receiving against the Patriots this year, and that was Golden Tate against uh, a Golden Tate with the Giants. That's it. And I was on a broken coverage, right. and he went like 60 yards. There was a luck broken coverage. It was the first touchdown the Patriots gave up in the season, I think. No, they gave one to Josh Allen. Oh, rushing, right? Yes. So it was rushing. So that would have been the first passing touchdown against. Yes. First and only so far. Oh, yes, first and only. So with that, and the Patriots, I don't believe are going to break coverage again because I think they learned their lesson. They got embarrassed in that play, and then they shut down the Giants after that. So all that being said, Beckham's going to get shut down to your player. Baker's going to get shut down. My tank receiver is a guy who just came back from injury and his quarterback left with injury. Tyreek Hill going against the Packers this week. Well, not just Tyreek Hill. The entire Chiefs team is going against the Packers. It would be pretty weird if it was 11-on-1. It would be. Matt Moore is not Patrick Mahomes. Shocker. And I know they had a long touchdown last week. That's not going to happen against Green Bay. For one, their secondary is better right. than Denver's. Yeah. That was busted coverage, too. Yeah. Well, maybe their secondary is not better than Denver's, but they can play better than Denver's because the other part of the defense is better. Moore is not going to have sufficient time to throw the ball. No. With that defensive line and those linebackers blitzing, they can get to the quarterback. They're going to get to him. Casey's offensive line is not exactly great to begin with. You're going to rely on Tyreek Hill to – be able to run 25, 30 yards downfield before the Packers' defense can get to Matt Moore, I don't like his chances. Well, that will not really be a game to watch. However, there are some that will be. Talked about this game a lot with one of my bank bank running back. Carolina at San Francisco, I think this is going to be a very, very good game. San Fran's defense is looking phenomenal this year. Carolina's defense not as good, but their offense is better, I believe, or at least has a better overall player with Christian McCaffrey than San Francisco. It's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a fun game. I think San Fran wins. I think they stay undefeated, and I think it'll probably be something along the lines of 27-17, something like that maybe. Who you got? The Jets at Jacksonville. Now, fortunately for Darnold, there's no ghost down in Jacksonville. No. No, there's not. They, 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 first off, I don't think they do Halloween. I don't think there's actually Jaguars either, but that's a different story. Eh, but I think it'll be a good game uh, for the matter of, apparently, the Jets are sour because last year the Jaguars run up the score on them. Well, stop I guess, them, man. <laughs> I guess, you know, they lost 31-12, to 12, and at the end of the game, instead of kneeling on the ball, they ran the ball. They got a score with Leonard Fournette. Boo hoo! This is this is the narrative that continues for the New York Jets. They're the victim. 
Everyone picks on them. They're the second citizen in their own city because the Giants are better. They're better constructed. Right. They're better constructed. They have rings. They know how to draft offensive players. They actually beat the Patriots. Yeah. When it counts recently. I know they beat them twice in the playoffs to get to the AFC Championship, but then they didn't do anything. Yeah, what did they do then? Yeah. Nothing. Again, when it counts, the Jets are not – their Jets are, are non-existent. So, Would I'll you be, say they're ghosts? I would say there's a ghost. I'm I would say Sam, there's ghosts behind them. I'm saying Dar- Sam Darnold would see him then. Uh, apparently. He apparently sees ghosts everywhere. This is like Inception, man. This is just like layer within layer, like – it's yeah, amazing. It's pretty deep. I think it'll be a blowout. I think we're looking at a 28-7 Jacksonville victory. It's a fun watch because you're looking at a New York Jets team that think they, think they can put Monday night in the back mirror when they're still talking about the – when they're talking about what ESPN released for audio and they're not even probably thinking about what happened with the game and how they got – Embarrassed. I'm just glad that we're talking about ESPN and audio and video in a game the Patriots played in, and they didn't do anything wrong. It's it's it's, it's really kind of thrilling because usually when it says Patriots and then ESPN, well, that's about it for us today, folks. We uh, thank you for listening. Yep. And uh, as always, we would love to hear from you. And Ben, would you tell them how to do that? Uh, well, we're on Twitter, Ben Chris Talk F O One. We're also on Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Football. Like us, follow us. Please. We are on... We're not trying to throw out commands. We're no, no, we're, it's strong suggestions. We're on iTunes, so if you listen on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. It helps us out a lot. We are on... We're on Spotify, definitely. I don't think anybody knows that, though, because I'm looking at our downloads. We have nothing from Spotify. So. I'd like to get it out there, though. Yeah, no, hey, yeah, it's worth telling people. All right, guys, thank you very much. We will see you next time. See you later.